listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, it's just you and me wrapping up the year and what a year it's been. In this episode, if you are wanting to do a little bit of an exercise, grab yourself a pen and paper. I'm going to be talking about business hurdles and how you can become inspired to go bigger. There'll be a bit of thinking involved. So if you want to get involved, yes, get that pen and paper. But if but if you prefer just to listen in, this podcast is just as good for you too. Christmas edition of the Mindful Biz podcast. How did we get here so quickly this year? I swear to God, every time I think most of us get to this time of the year, we go, gee, that year went quickly. But this year literally just went bang, we're here. It's December, far out. So I wanted to jump on and literally just say, wow, what a year, Uh, wrap the year up. But also I just thought, you know, let's talk about business hurdles and how these hurdles can help us inspire us to go bigger, help and inspire us to go bigger. Because when we're on holidays, we obviously switch off, forget about work, but we do, you know, in that beginning of the new year, start to think about, oh, you know, like what what are my plans for next year? A lot of people will have already been planning for next year, but it can be a really good time for reflection and looking back and go, what things did go wrong? Because everyone will have, you know, a list of some sort. So what went wrong? How can I grow from that? How can I go better this year? So really, I think, you know, a really important thing when we hit hurdles and every, as I said, everyone hits hurdles, just a lot of people or some people just don't talk about it, which is quite common as well. As a business coach, I see the back end of, you know, everyone's business. So I, I know what's going on. (laughs) So I think a really important thing is to pinpoint the weak link when things go wrong or, you know, we've got a facing a big challenge or a hurdle, um, in some cases, these hurdles can become a bit of a, you know, a knotted mess with several things going wrong. And quite often when one thing goes wrong, lots of things go wrong. Um, and it can kind of just kind of uh, just kind of become quite cloudy. And I think it's really important to stop and recognize what's the weak link. If something keeps cropping up time and time and time again, chances are it's something at your end that it could be poor communication, it could be poor systems and processes. If there's something that there is a weak link, okay? So have a think about what what have been my weak links in the past year, uh, because once we recognize them, it's so much easier to fix. It really, really is. So have a think about what are my weak links. Uh, the other thing to think about is, you know, when things go wrong, we really need to use it to help us become better at what it is that we do. So always reframe it. You know, this comes back to mindset and mindset is so powerful in absolutely everything that we do in our business. So, you know, rather than getting too down about whatever it is that has gone wrong, in the future, what we need to be doing is reframing what's been going on wrong, pinpointing that weak link and then going, right, what do I need to do 
in this situation to go forward so that it doesn't happen again or so that I learn from it. So they're two really important um, things. Now, this is this next point you will have all heard of, which is about failing fast, but to actually do it makes all the difference. And it's interesting because um, some of the clients that I coach, I have really, really big businesses and, um, and so, and they'll all say, oh, I fail fast. You know, like they, they recognize that they're working or doing something that is not working. They're very, very quick to stop it and then move on or make the change that they need to do rather than thinking I'm going to just keep playing this out and seeing if the situation gets better. So it always depends on what the situation is for your business, whether you've had experience in that area before, but just always keep that in mind. If you're going to fail, fail fast so that you can just move on. So in some situations, people will be doing things thinking this isn't working or I know that I need systems and processes for this, but I have just haven't got around to doing it. It's really just like they're your triggers where you go, you know what, I need to sort this out now so that this doesn't happen again. Um, and by doing that obviously allows you to grow and evolve the business much quicker. So this, the early time, you know, like when you do sit down and just reflect on last year, if you just get a pen and paper and you start writing these things like, what are the things that I let drag on for so much longer than what I should have? So what are they? And if you haven't fixed them, then what do you need to do to fix them? That is, That will be a huge, huge thing to fix that up for next year in your business, definitely. Uh, embracing change is really important. So most of us, I'm not saying everyone, but most of us, like when you've been in business for a while, you just get used to embracing change. Like that is just the nature. Even if it's not something that you like to do, um, you, you, you do need to lean into it. So that's the other thing is like look back and go, well, what are things that happened in the last year that I really should have changed and that goes back to just the point I was just saying before, if you're going to fail fast, recognize what you're failing at or what's not working and let's change it. Let's change it really quickly rather than watching it. Same thing, embrace change and and help that, um, you know, help that make your business stronger and more robust. Now, building processes, systems and processes. Oh my gosh, this is a game changer. So <clears throat> with with my business, in particular, look, both businesses, Relauncher and Sticky Studio, there's a lot of systems and processes that have been built over the years. I've built them as I've gone. So that's for my business, that works. For other businesses, that will not work. So it's just, you've got to do it in, in a way that's going to suit your particular business and your industry um, and your business model. So for me, I have literally built the business, <coughs> both businesses, and at when I've reached a certain point, I've gone, right, this now is no longer effective and I need to create some systems and processes. And I the... The t when I've done that for each businesses, it's because the business has grown. I've kind of like reached my level of capacity for productivity. And it's like, right, I need to create systems and processes so that things become more streamlined so that I can allow more work to come in. So then I would do that. And it's literally like, it's the best thing once you, because quite often when you're creating those systems and processes, you don't have time to do them because you're busy. So it's a bit of a catch-22, but the minute you create them, you instantly, oh my gosh, it's, it is 
it's a weight off your shoulders and you can get back space in your head and allows you then to have capacity to bring on more business. Then what happens at some point you reach that ceiling again. So you need to go through the process again. So that's what I found over the years is I'm constantly bringing in new systems and processes as the business grows to allow for that capacity to, can you hear that? That's really funny. This is a hair wand I've been sent and you put your hair in it and it curls your hair and I didn't realise that must have been sitting on my desk. Yeah, it has been and it starts beeping after 10 minutes and switches itself off. There you go. <laughs> That's really cool, that hair wand. Um, yes, systems and processes is super key. So again, if this is something that you know that you either need to implement in your business or redo in your business... Just put them in, in bullet points on a piece of paper and just be writing like, what do I need to do to allow the engine room of my business to cope with more? What are those systems and processes? And they don't have to be tricky and they don't have to be expensive. They really don't. Um, broaden your perspective. Okay, so this is so interesting being on social media, you know, if you like and follow certain categories or interests, that's what you get dished. And we're we're in this world now where we're just constantly being served information that we are already interested and engaged with. Uh, and what we find is we're almost getting tunnel vision. So I think it's really important to make sure that you are connecting in person Um with people in different industries and interests and stages of business you know this is part of networking because it broadens your perspective and listening to what they have to say their experiences their learnings really really helps you with things that you do so make that a real priority is to broaden your perspective and your contacts and your interests and your knowledge because that really helps again you deal with hurdles and obstacles and challenges when you reach them yourself we also need to learn lean into uncomfortable situations so this is part of the nature of running a business and look this is a good example for me I used to really dislike intensely speaking public speaking and being um you know, a point of attention. And when I was going the business, I realized I needed to start running events. And I, I, if you know me, you'll know, gosh, I've run so many events. That was really one of the jump starters for my business. I ran events for about three years all around Australia. And talk about leaning into my uncomfortable self because I'd have to sell tickets that was uncomfortable. And then I would need to present, you know, in audiences of like 80, 60, 80 people each time and talk for like two and a half hours. And that was uncomfortable because I, you know, it, it just wasn't in my nature. It just wasn't what I was comfortable in. But in saying that, no one would have known that I was uncomfortable. So I've, I found that the more that I did these things that, that made me uncomfortable, the more my confidence grew. And that really was the I'd say stage one of me stepping up to being a business owner and growing growing the business so everyone that's listening that is in established businesses will be nodding going oh yeah yeah 
they all agree everyone's done lots of things that is very uncomfortable but they all know leaning into that helps them grow uh, and also helps them deal with hurdles and you'll find in business you come up um, in situations of conflict every now and again depending on what your business is some some businesses is just full of conflict um, and it's not because it's their business it's just the nature of the business then there's other businesses where there's very very little conflict but at the moments and the times that you do run into conflict it's really really important that you approach it without emotion so no emotion and you approach it professionally calmly and matter-of-factly and that you do approach it rather than just hoping that it doesn't go away so that might be another thing that you write down on a piece of paper where you think you know what there's areas that I'm uncomfortable in what are these areas and then when you pinpoint those areas be thinking do I need to lean into that you know highlight those ones that you feel like you need to um, strengthen because that will help you and then also be thinking about, you know, were there areas of conflict or things that I didn't deal with that made me uncomfortable last year? Um, how can I deal with that better going forward? Because if you, if you deal with these uncomfortable things and just think, I'm going to stand tall, I'm going to be confident, I'm going to be professional, and you just deal with it. And a lot of things of this comes back to having really clear, articulate, clean communication everything can be resolved. It always can if, if you deal with it in that manner. So just be writing, writing a list, just going, was I in this situation several times or you know, once in the last year or so? How could I have dealt with it better going forward if this type of thing arises again? How will I deal with it? That really, honestly, can take you to the next level because you can go from having, let's say, a customer that's unhappy or irate to if you have the skill to turn that same person into a happy customer they they generally are going to be talking about you for ages oh you know and referring you you know there is an art to doing that and it can be done it can be done uh so they're all just you know there's a few things that you can think about if you want to be thinking about work if you don't want to be thinking about work that's cool too I have to say these holidays, I mean, I do every Christmas holidays, I totally switch off, but I feel like these holidays is just next level switch off because having not been on a holiday since April because of COVID, I need a break. The whole team needs a break. We all need a break. Everyone needs a break. So we are going to be switching off from the 20th of December and then I'm going to come back on the 4th of January. And then my team, they're all coming back a bit staggered in January because school holidays and yeah, everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. So it's going to be a bit of a patchwork quilt team over January on limited hours. And then, so I come back at the beginning, then I head off uh, sort of mid-January to Byron, which will be amazing for around about 10 or 11 nights. So I'm I'm not going to work from there. Obviously, I mean I'll I'll log in and check in, but I'm I'm not working as such from there. So that 
by the time we hit end of January, everyone will be back at the school and then we'll be all hands on deck with all the engines roaring and ready to go. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a good holiday because we've just got everything organized so that we can, we can operate the way that it's been structured, you know, on less hours. <clears throat> and when we switch off, we switch off. So that's going to be so good. And when I switch off, I'm off from social media as well. So I'll say goodbye Actually, when I think about it, out of office will go on on the 20th and then I'll say goodbye on social media on Christmas Eve and then come back after that, after um, New Year. So that's going to be so good. And I'm sure a lot of you have got something similar planned as well. So make sure you do switch off and just relax. Don't be thinking about work, hopefully. I know some of you that's impossible, depending on what it is that you do, but just, you know, do what you can. Do what you can. Enjoy the time off. It's such a special time of the year. It really is. It's the fun bit. It's the fun bit. So I hope you've all, um, you know, had a great year, finishing the year off on a high. Switch those out of offices on. You know, if you want to, this is what I do. I actually put my phone in the cupboard between Christmas and New Year. Gosh, it's really good. So that's another good thing to do. But if you do find that you want to do a bit of a reflection exercise, this one here that we've just been through is really, really good. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Have a great break. Get all your engines filled with petrol so that when you come back, um, firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm.